A pleasant day to all of you out there. This is the Friendship News Hour presented to you by Bummer Dude Media. Today is July the 1st, 2021, and my name is Frank Huerta, and I am joined by the effervescent Alex Kenzie. Hello, sir. <laughs> Hello, sir. How art thou? Yeah, I'm good, man. A little warm. You were on the road again this week, weren't you? I was on the road a lot, dude. Did a ton of driving this week. For what, client to client or what? Um, yeah, kind of like that. So there's a, a current solicitation for uh, some some money for EV chargers in a, a three counties in California, Ventura County, Santa Barbara County, and San Luis Obispo County. And so I was uh, driving all up and down the south central coast of California this week. Not Ooh. a bad gig, actually. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just looking at for customers' meetings all up and down. I had meetings with... University of California, Santa Barbara, Cal State Channel Islands, a couple wineries, a couple contractors, a couple gas stations, um, just looking for people who want free money to install EV chargers. Zam. Yeah, dude. It was a lot of fun, um, but a lot of driving. A lot of driving. How do you eat on those work trips? You know, it's not terribly hard to eat well. I was staying in a little town called Carpinteria. Mm-hmm. Um, that is where Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher uh, vacation and Kevin oh. Costner. Um, oh. It's a little town, like 15 minutes South of Santa Barbara and it's a sleepy town. Everything closes at eight. So there's not a lot of options, but it's, it's not terribly hard to eat well, to not eat like a piece of shit. In right. other words, your meals are like comp though. When you're on the road, right? Like they're covered. They are. It's beautiful. It so is steak. You can get whatever you want. Sir. No complaints there. Yeah, man, business trips are fun. They're arduous and long and taxing, and especially if you're doing a lot of driving like I was and you're not sleeping in your bed. I had this super soft bed and back hurt progressively worse oh. every morning I woke up and, you know, things like that. But on the plus side, you get your room comped, you get your meals comped. Um, and you were, I mean, I'm in God's country, dude. I went and... Had I literally had a meeting at a winery? It's hmm. Unbelievable. That's what Carpinteria sounds like, like where Jesus was born. Yes, the land of carpenter, <laughs> carpenters. Um, so yeah, I did I? I didn't get to digest a ton of news. Yeah, but I did see a lot of it. Before we get into it, how was your week? How have you been? Been good, man. Um, just been doing a lot of the same old man. A lot of working out, a lot of tennis, and a lot of Call of Duty. He actually just wrapped up getting yelled at by our friend, Mr. Rager, mm. uh, right before we did this. Par for the course, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just a whole lot of uh, hanging out with the fam, man. Not, uh, not, we're just kind of, uh, me and my wife are about to welcome a son to the world come December. So she's been off her feet, and we've just been kind of hanging out and taking it easy. And I'm just kind of here when any pregnancy cravings come along to take care of them and... Uh, and just chill with her, hang out with her. Is that your excuse for eating ice cream at 12 o'clock in the morning? No, dude, my diet's better than it's ever been. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till she gets to pop out a bunch of bearded babies. That'd be crazy, right? Full full beard when it comes out. No head, like no hair up here, but just yep. full beard. Nice, clean-shaven lines. <laughs> um, I can't wait. As it, as it were... There was some important stuff that came out this week um, that we must touch on. 
And we got to start in Pennsylvania, a story I didn't ever think that I would have to talk about. Um, but interesting, nonetheless, uh, from a legal perspective, that story is that uh, Bill Cosby has been released from prison uh, after his sexual assault conviction was overturned by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Have you heard about this? I have. It needs to be further explained to me, though, because I don't understand how that happens. We'll start with the boring stuff first, and then we'll get into it. And I'm going to read to you the legal jargon for the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's justification for overturning Mr. Cosby's sexual assault conviction. Um, They determined that it was unfair that a piece of material evidence was used in the case. And here are their words. When an unconditional charging decision is made publicly and with the intent to induce action and reliance by the defendant, in this case, Mr. Cosby, and when the defendant does so to his detriment, and in some instances upon the advice of counsel, denying the defendant the benefit of that decision is an affront to fundamental fairness. What the hell does that mean? Well, Hmm. in layman's terms, it means that Bill Cosby was deposed in 2005, okay? He was accused of sexual assault by the very same person that he went to jail for abusing. We can say that he abused her. He was convicted. He got off on a technicality. When he was deposed for, for this charge of sexual assault, he was questioned, and while he was questioned, he was told that anything that he said in that questioning would not be used against him to further prosecute him. It was just a deposition. It was just, he, mm-hmm. ne- he ne- they dropped the charges in 2005. Um, there wasn't enough corroborate, uh, corroborating information to bring a, a prosecution, so they dropped it. He was deposed nonetheless, and when... They opened this case again in 2000. When did he get convicted? 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2018. They used the testimony that they said that they weren't going to use against Mr. Bill, Mr. Cosby. So their reasoning for this is basically saying um, they charged him in 2005 with sexual assault, knowing they couldn't come to uh, a conviction. But they charged him to get information out of him. And hmm. the benefit of him doing that was that he was not to be, that, that information was not to be used in further uh, prosecution against him. And they used it against him. So when this conviction, this 2018 conviction, was appealed to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court looked at it and said, more or less, hey, we see the, the the severity of this case. We have to take legal precedent. And the legal precedent here is that what was done to Mr. Cosby legally in a prosecution was unfair and was grounds for overturning his conviction. Um, it's really tough pill to swallow because... I don't see an instance, I guess I could see an instance where this is done to somebody else that isn't Bill Cosby in a case that isn't as high profile 
and and that wouldn't mean as much as this does and somebody is treated unfairly right like they were duped into giving their their testimony and they were they were told it wouldn't be used against them and then it was and then you know they basically are screwed for talking but i mean it kind of begs the question what are we doing here you know <laughs> yeah i don't understand how something like that happens i he's got great lawyers that's for damn sure I mean, someone knew about that loophole and attacked the shit out of it, apparently, and, and it worked. But, yeah. like, you know the dude. I mean, he's guilty, like, right? I, I mean, he was in prison already. Like, what what, what has he been found guilty of? Because, like, I remember, like, what was it, like, 45 women came forward, but then, like, a bunch of those got thrown out. Like, it's honestly been so long since I have known, like, the details of his case, but, like, he was in prison. So, like, he was found guilty of something. So how does right. he just get out of that? So he 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 was uh, he was sentenced to ten years in 2018 mm-hmm. for a crime that was committed in 2004, and the crime was aggravated indecent assault. Okay, did you say that already or no? I I, I did more or less, yeah. Okay. Um, so he <laughs> was convicted. He was convicted of drugging and molesting a formal Temple University administrator. She goes by the name of Andrew Constant, and I mean. Of all the women that have come forward, and there are a lot of them, God, it must fucking suck to be her today. Ugh, God, yeah. what a f- ugh, I can't even, oof. To see him walking and throwing up a peace sign on TV, oof. But, like, so this is just one, he was in prison for just one person, That's even though all those women. the only thing that they were able to nab him on because wow, they were, all the other allegations had, the, the statutes of limitation had expired, so they weren't legally able to bring a case against him. This person was. And so they went after him. Um, He, this whole time, has maintained innocence. And for whatever that's worth, he has done that. He is not, he is not admitted to anything. He has not said sorry for anything. When he got convicted, he said, I'm going to serve my 10 years and that's it. During the, the trial where he got convicted, the prosecution was like saying, this was racially biased. This was clearly there was a tilt because of the high profile case against him and all these uncorroborated allegations against him, this, that, and the other. Um, so he gets convicted. And anytime you get convicted, mostly anytime you get convicted of a crime, your lawyer will appeal. You have that right as an American to appeal the conviction to a to a appeals court. So it goes to the appeals court. Um, the appeals process had brought this all the way up to the Supreme Court. So one appeals court appealed to the other, appealed to the other. It goes to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said the argument was there was material information used in this case that was only brought to light because Bill Cosby was assured by the people he was talking to that this would not be used in a case against him. Gotcha. So the Supreme Court said, okay, um, that's enough for us to say that this trial was done in bad faith. It's, it's fundamentally unfair and he's out. Yeah, that's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around, but I don't, <laughs> I can't even say good for him because it's fucked up. He shouldn't be out. <laughs> like, 
No, he shouldn't. And and what what really irks me, uh, outside of all of these women who have alleged that he's abused him, them, is that he's maintained his innocence this whole time. So now he gets to grandstand. He gets to talk shit. Yeah. You know, he gets to say whatever he wants now. Is he like he's been exonerated? Do you think he has to like report like any kind of parole or like? like No, no way. No way because his sentence was not parole. It was, it was ten years of jail time. You think he's gonna try to sue for like whatever that is, or just walk away? Um, it's possible. It's possible that he could. He probably could. Honestly, I mean, if he wanted to, if he wanted to press the issue, um, that would be interesting because I mean just him being out of prison is like a slap in the face. But then if you were to go and sue about it, I mean, that would just be like pissing on somebody while they're down, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, listen, this guy knows what he did and he's going to have to reckon with it one way or the other. I don't believe people get off scot-free no matter what. Um, So Bill Cosby is going to have to live with Bill Cosby and his family is going to have to live with Bill Cosby. Um, but at the end of the day, man, I, I have to ask, like, what are we doing here? And, and here's the other thing. If that's the only, if, the, if this is a technicality, because that's the only real information evidence that they could bring to Bill Cosby, um, then I would say probably the legal system is working how it should. I was going to say, this is a, a legal system that you, you know and love. So I do, man. And, and, <laughs> and these kind of situations, m- more or less, they more or less like cement my uh, faith in the legal process. Because at the end of the day, the burden of proof is always on the alleger. If you don't think that's correct, you're not living in the right country. That's just how it is. So if the prosecution had to use this, this, this testimony, this, this information, this, this evidence against Bill Cosby with the knowledge that they had told him previously that he would not be charged with a crime for it, um, then either they overlooked something and that's on them or their case was weak and that's on them too. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's a saying I like when this kind of thing happens that the law is not fair and the law is not unfair. It's the law. And that's what this is. The law is not here to send a message. It's not here to tell you what is fair and unfair. It's here to put a blindfold over its eyes and look at the facts as they are and make a determination and, Oh, I hate it. I mean, I hate it. You, how can you not? How can yeah. you not hate it? This isn't a victory for anybody but Bill Cosby, and he doesn't deserve to win anything, but it's the law. Um, and I'm sure there's people going to be talking about, you know, who's paying who, who's doing this, who's off. But when it's something like the state Supreme Court, um, I tend to give the benefit of the doubt to those persons, whoever they are. Just anyway. played in the favor of the bad guy this time. Indeed. Uh, on the same token, um, there's uh, uh, 
new uh, re- revelations in the uh, Britney Spears case that we talked about last week, uh, just to bring everybody up to speed. Uh, Britney Spears has been under uh, a conservatorship uh, since 2008, uh, conservatorship that has been run by her father, where he is uh, in charge of her personal and financial affairs. Um, not too long ago, he relinquished his control over her personal affairs, but still had a hundred percent control over her financial affairs. And just today there was a ruling in Los Angeles that Britney Spears father would not be taken off of the conservatorship. Essentially, they said that he would manage her financial affairs in a 50-50 split. One of the, the split would go 50% to, uh, what's his name? James Spears? Jamie? Jamie? That's her son, right? That's her sister. Her, her sister. sister's name is Jamie. Jamie Lynn. Yeah. The hell is the name of Jamie? Yeah, Jamie Spears. Yeah, okay. His name's Jamie? Her dad? His name is Jamie, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you name your daughter? So... They said, essentially, that they would split the responsibility of her financial trust to um, 50% of the father and then 50% a um, holding company, a financial holding company, Bessemer Trust. And after the judge signed this, didn't relinquish the conservatorship, but split it up 50-50, 50% her dad, 50% his trust, the trust the next day said, oh, we want nothing to do with this. Hmm. Meaning that 100% of the trust is going to go back to her dad. Hmm. Um, And it just brings up all those questions that we asked last time. A a judge, right, is looking at this situation. Presumably, we have to assume, with fairness in mind. They're looking at the law. And she did not relinquish the conservatorship. That's what, yeah. Why don't they release that <laughs> like, why? to the public? How do you not know that? Like when these verdicts are met, they write it out in a court or whatever, but then like there's no public record of like why. It's just the decision. Um, they are, there is a full deci- legal decision out there. I have not read the whole thing. Gotcha. Um, None of these reports is really giving a good explanation as, as to why. What What is it? Why is she in need of care like this? Because if... They, okay, so like, take her at face value. She's alleg- alleging abuse. Mm-hmm. If they were true, if she was able to prove them, I don't know if she even had the, the, the opportunity to prove them. If she was able to prove them, then this wouldn't have happened. I would imagine, right? Yeah, I would think so. Um, so his, his attorney, the attorney for, uh, old Papa Spears basically said that Jamie Spears is looking to open an investigation, um, to the allegations that she brought forth for whatever that's worth. That may, that may just be hollow words, but he said, that's what he said. You know, he believes that there should be an investigation into the claims that she made because maybe there aren't true. Maybe they are. Maybe she is bipolar. Maybe she's all fucked up in the head. I don't know. But if you look at it on the surface, very shallow, just, you know, 
ankle deep on this. It looks like an injustice. Yeah, it does, but you don't know what what's actually going on. Like, there's got to be some fact that we're not hearing that like she is crazy or like not capable of caring for herself. Or she, and she's got kids too. I I don't know why we don't ever hear about the kids. It's about like all the money and shit. But like she's she's good enough to be around her kids, but she can't manage her money. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on. Um. It seems, though, that she's cut her dad off from all communication. Mm-hmm. So she's not communicating with her dad, which I guess is understandable. Um, but the other thing that's happening, I guess you can't really blame people, although it's a really soft-headed comparison. But you look at one end, Bill Cosby's free. And Britney Spears has been denied the end of her conservatorship right. um, and you juxtapose those two things and again it's like the law isn't here for the optics it's not here for the message um, and the message it sends is that Bill Cosby can get let out of prison but this poor woman for whatever reason can't get yeah. out of her her own prison her, the prison that's been made by her dad named Jamie <laughs> named Jamie <laughs> uh, yeah man so I, I don't know I want to hear more about this I want to know more about this I want to know why what was it why is it that you made this decision what is it that we're not seeing let us know because obviously you can't deny that the messaging here is fucked and any any judge making this decision has to know that. I mean, you're not, if you're a judge, you're a very smart person. You're a very bright person. Even if you're not tuned into pop culture, you know what is at stake here. Right. There was news that I was like proud, like happy of, like rulings that I was behind. Hit me. Uh, The NCAA has like approved name and likeness. Like players are allowed to profit from during college, basically, without being penalized and having these schools canceled and stripped of this and that so pretty exciting news great news um yeah and the old nil name image and likeness um so the nca ncaa pretty much saw the writing on the wall and they got in front of uh whatever if they didn't do this and they were going to have to fight it in court and probably lose based on what the supreme court just ruled a couple weeks ago so they got ahead of it and they just said basically hey you're you're able to make money now yep hey congrats um, also, fuck you, Reggie Bush. We're gonna Dude. still keep your Heisman. Did they give him his Heisman back? No, I saw. Yeah, that's this opened up a can of worms. That was one of the things I want to bring up. Man, he is not, and he he released a statement today that said that he like reached out to them recently and said like in the wake of all this stuff, you know, I'd like to, you know, I think I'm deserve my Heisman back. I got that with my hard work and my my abilities that year, not anything to do with profiting off my name, image, likeness. And they haven't answered him. Right. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with that story, Reggie Bush accepted gifts and money from somebody connected to USC. And I think they even built his parents a home. Um this was a long-standing investigation, and when they found out that he did it and they proved it, they stripped him of his Heisman. 
from 2005. And I think, didn't they strip USC of the national the title too? I'm almost positive they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, it's a big deal. Everybody knows what happened. You can't erase the season because they nobody was cheating. Nobody was deceiving anybody on the football field and it would it would be a very long stretch to connect somebody's profiting off of their being a high profile football player with their performance on the field it's the other way around but in any case the NCAA and the archaic bullshit institution that they are decided they were going to rip uh, Reggie Bush of his Heisman and his team of their national title uh and that means the history books, the record books of college football have no champion in 2005 and have no Heisman winner in 2005, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's just such bullshit. They were only getting paid because of their performance. <laughs> you know, like. Correct. A hundred percent correct. Um, so, I mean, pretty much a long time coming the NCAA was more or less grandfathered into this rule idea that because they're amateur athletes, they can't make money based off of their performance. And that extends to their name, image, and likeness. If you're making money off of that, you're profiting off of it because of your performance on the field and you're not a professional athlete, you're an amateur athlete. So this rule, this long-standing rule that you couldn't profit off of that lasted a long time. Now, I'll even give grace to the NCAA that back when they instituted this rule, I'm sure it was for a good reason. I'm sure it was to not corrupt um, children in college, to to protect our young kids and amateur athletes and keep college pure. All it did was corrupt it in a completely different way because who would have guessed the behemoth that college football would have been, I don't know, 60 years ago, 70 years ago. However, you know, football wasn't, wasn't always the biggest thing going. And when it did become the biggest thing going, the NCAA and all the conferences within and all the schools got a lot of fucking money. I mean, this is up there with the biggest industries in America and the only reason it existed were for the amateur athletes. So it was only a matter of time before this tilted one way where it was like, well, this is no longer what we thought it was. And if you look at it, we're being hosed out of a ton of money that is obviously going to the universities, to the NCAA and to the conferences of college sports rather than going towards either directly or indirectly and it was never even a it was never even a consideration to go indirectly other than to provide um tuition for this money to flow to the students um and so yeah i'm thrilled by this absolutely thrilled the decision to not let adults profit off of what they are who they are their name their image and their likeness in the name of their amateur status as an athlete 
that's bullshit. That goes against almost everything that we believe in in, in America as a as a free market and a, a capitalist society that promotes entrepreneurship and for you to even just go chase your goals. It goes against all of that. Do you know? Can amateur golfers get sponsorships? I believe so. Yeah, I believe wow. so. Now, I don't know. I don't know if they can like advertise that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that if you're like a university of Wisconsin golfer, I don't think you could put like a local cheese curd business on your polo as you golf. You know what I'm saying? But outside of you golfing, you can make money with them. So Reggie Bush could be sponsored by now probably Nike I was, okay, so like you could have a sponsored college athlete now, yes, like, and they're getting paid to wear Nike wristbands or whatever when they're playing. I do think that there are limits to this. I would think so, yeah, because like it would it would ha- like I mean you tell uh, if Nike goes to a college kid and says, "Yo, we want to sponsor you, you're gonna wear these clothes, you know, for the next season, and, and we're gonna pay you." Like that that the school's gonna be like, well, now they're like benefiting off of our status of putting them on TV. I, I don't know. I, I could see how that would open a can of worms. Yeah. Well, well, no, yeah, there's going to be limits to like the representation of your, um, of your sponsorship while you're playing the sport. Right. So like the sponsorship rights of San Diego state university right now are, I believe Jordan or Nike. I think they're Jordan. Anyways, Let's just nice. call it Jordan. If I'm wrong, I apologize to whoever sponsors them. If it's Jordan, we'll go with Michigan. Michigan's Jordan. Michigan brand. is Jordan, yeah. If you're playing basketball for Michigan, you're wearing a Michigan jersey with a Jordan logo and an NCAA logo, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a Michigan basketball player, you're going to have to wear Jordan socks, Jordan shoes, whatever it is that they're sponsored with. If you're, let's say you're, sponsored by adidas but you're playing for a jordan school i don't think that you can just go and wear adidas all the time gotcha or like if you're a golfer i don't think that you could put a a sponsorship on your cap or on your polo or anything like that i think it has i think it's everything outside of you actually playing the actual event itself right but a local grocery store could say Hey, we want to put a cardboard cutout of you in Correct. all of our local stores, and, and we want to pay you for it. Yeah, okay. um, we want to pay you to send a message out on social media. We want to. Uh, it was on the way uh, uh, my car ride home today. Um, I, I heard that uh, Barcel Sports had is now sponsoring two athletes. Um, they reached out to them, and and he was just like, "Hey, or, uh, Portnoy was like, hey, I'm." I'm making this up right now, but we're going to be like the biggest agency in the world. It was like a Jacksonville state volleyball player and a Stanford athlete. I don't know what he played, Hmm. but he's like, Hey, do you want to, they were like, Hey, do you want to sponsor me? Barcelona sports. And Portland was literally like, if you're a college athlete and I can blink at you, we will sponsor you. We will send you whatever you want parcel sports gear whatever or you want to come to party for free whatever you know hmm. we got you so yeah man i mean it's gonna open up a giant giant revenue stream for these kids and could i see that going sour absolutely but 
it's their right. It's their right to try and do it. And if it goes sour, then it's their responsibility to clean up the mess. But um, I'm very, very excited about this little development. Yeah. If anything, it teaches them like, I mean, especially the ones that would be on the college level really getting paid and shit, like they're going to the NFL. It's going to teach them how to like manage that shit and like that change, like it becoming more of a business earlier than, you know, all of a sudden you're a pro and, and now you can make all this money. It's like shock all at once at the same time while you're like stepping up into a whole new league that are filled with people at your skill level. So like that's a whole different transition, but now you got to learn how to manage millions of dollars on top of that. I mean, I know you pay people to do that for you, but. And also it it probably takes a little stress off of these kids because if you're a high profile college athlete um, and you're coming out of college, if you're Joe Burrow, right. Coming out of LSU, you got to imagine that Nike and Adidas and under, every single one of these companies is courting this kid, right? They have to play within the NCAA rules. Meaning, if they get into some situation that blurs the lines or they want to give him something or give his parents something or give his friends something, you know, like they want to make it so that they're omnipresent in this person's life, but they can't explicitly give this kid anything that's when you get into trouble because then you start trying to create loopholes you're trying to skirt the rules they're gonna do it anyway it's good that they have a a proper avenue there that's not going to get the kid in trouble it's going to allow these companies to go in and do it the way you would do it with anybody else any other athlete in the world court them the same way there's probably got to be some rule there though that like the families can't profit from their like why the hell not Yeah, I, I don't if know. The kid I, can they wouldn't the, the family wouldn't need to. But now, like Alabama boosters can be like, yeah, come to Alabama, we'll buy your whole family like three houses and car. Like that seems, I, I don't know. Like the NFL is not buying. I mean, I guess they're paying them enough money to be able to buy their family houses and cars, but like the teams aren't paying their family. I, see I what don't you're know. Saying. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Maybe it would be like just it has to be like direct involvement with yeah student and i and i i want to say i want to say that there are um like limits to the number like the dollar amount that they can earn i feel like Um, that's fair too because this could get messy quick man no it could man like i i I, i'm not saying that it it should be like it, it should be the wild west um I, I don't believe that at all. Cap it at like quarter mil a year. That's pretty decent. You're going to go to the next level and make potentially 20 mil a year or whatever. Like make a quarter mil a year in college. You're doing, you're living large. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no doubt. People aren't getting houses and cars. And I mean, I don't know. Just like when we were talking about with Britney Spears, look, I get what we're trying to do. I understand that we want to set up limits to protect so-and-so fine but at the end of the day what is of greater value to any one american the answer is freedom so if you're taking away these freedoms from these kids then you got to ask why and i think the justification for that hasn't held up over time and so now you start the experiment of freedom. Here you go. You have the freedom to make money. Now you got to 
now you got to have the responsibility to manage that freedom. For me, that's all I would ever want to see with anybody. That's all I'd ever want to see. At the end of the day, that's really all you can ask for. Give me the chance to prove that I'm responsible with my freedoms. And if I'm not, then there should be penalties set up for stepping out of bounds. Didn't like it was Michigan that distanced themselves from the Fab Five championships, right? With like when Chris Webber was found taking the money and there was never any championships or the final four. Is that what it was? Yes. They like distanced themselves. They took the banner down and everything, right? I don't know that they, they may have distanced themselves. I don't, I don't know. I think they did. I think they like took the banner down. I know that some of them are still at odds. Um, but that's the point, right? Like the point there is that that should have never been a thing. It should have never been a controversy in the first place. And this ruling here, this, this announcement by the NCAA more or more or less nullifies that transgression. Yeah. So maybe Michigan could start being friendly with them again. If they, if they were, you know, if they were distancing themselves beforehand, but one of them is their head coach now. Yeah, I know, right? Juan Howard. So, so I guess they can't be distancing themselves that yeah, much. Not too much, but I know Jalen Rose still has a problem with them. But I think I think he's passionate up or whatever. I don't know. It's yeah. a really good thirty for thirty, though. I'm sure you've seen it, right? I have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was really good. one of the better and, ones. You know, a lot of the times the issue here was like, should the payer, the players be getting paid? Should there be direct avenue? for revenue for the players from the institutions that they play for. And I think that argument can get messy really quick, right? Because then you would just get all the best players going to the best schools because the best schools can pay you more and why the hell are you Yeah, that's you true. Um, yeah. So this is a great middle ground. Allow them to earn it on their own. If you make them a star... You don't have to pay them for the star that you made them, but you cannot prohibit them from earning money off of their stardom. Yeah, no argument on my end. I had a lot of people tell me they didn't want to, they didn't want to see kids getting paid. That their tuition was sufficient enough of an in, of an incentive to go and play college ball. This, that, and the other. Go fuck yourself. If you're saying that, that means that you've never lost out on money that you could have earned because of this stupid rule. Yeah, I mean, shit. You can graduate high school and go without a college degree, go get a job and start making money right away based on your skills. So if you ha- if you graduate high school and you're good enough of an athlete to make money doing it, like who the fuck is, is any organization to tell you that you can't do that when you're making them money? That was NCAA, and I think that's the hypocrisy yeah. of all that get, comes to light. Because if you're like, if you're like a like a superstar uh, software writer as a teenager, and you go to college and you right. join this club that is sanctioned by the university, right? It's a, an official club of the university that has to do with writing code, and you make money on the side. That university is not going to stop you from making money. You're an adult. You do whatever the fuck you want. It's the NCAA being a part of their institution, which is college sports in general, that was trying to stop them. I hope, I hope this brings down the entire NCAA. I hope all that shit gets wiped out. It's archaic. It's almost unnecessary. And 
Yeah, it's it's the one overwhelming governing body of college sports. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like a bad idea to me. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that seems like a bad idea to me is uh, not being forthright when you are doing inspections on an old crumbling building. <laughs> yeah, and down in Miami. It stands to reason that if you are not forthright in your in in your investigation or your um in in your checking of of the structure of the building that you're supposed to be uh testing that some things can go very wrong and we saw exactly that happen in Miami um this week now I was gone so I didn't get to read up on this are you familiar with the details here yeah i looked looked into it a bit it's it's a really sad story man apparently they they had the building inspected years ago and an inspector like filed saying that you know you guys need to do these things immediately like there are problems here and if this continues to deteriorate you know in the fashion i'm seeing it it's going to get bad quicker like exponentially and they didn't do too much with that information. Now, I, I know even more recently, the same inspector had inspected the building, I guess. And then there's some gray area to like, he did, he inspected it, gave the report to the owners of this, this building. Mm-hmm. And, but I guess he never officially filed it locally uh, with like Miami to let them know that this building was in violation. But at the same time, like the the building had already started doing renovations to fix some of this stuff when this happened. So like they were trying to address it, but like I don't know if they were 100% honest with the residents that live there at you know the full extent of it. Maybe they didn't even know the full extent of it. I, I don't really know, but um it it's a super sad situation, man. The death toll as of today is up to 18. There's still 145 people missing, and this happened a week ago, you know, so a week under rubble with no food or water. I, I can't imagine that there's going to be, um, I mean, I hope, I hope I'm, there's way more survivors, but I can't imagine there is. Like, I, I, I hope they pull out a lot more people, but I, the reality, I think, is starting to set in, and even, and now they even had to suspend the search through the rubble. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and it comes on the heel of uh, of a tropical storm coming their way, so that's yeah, that's, Elsa. That's not gonna make anything uh, anything better. Yesterday they pulled um, two kids out of the rubble. One was ten, the other was four. Alive? No, no they were deceased. They added to that eighteen. So hopefully they pull more. But right now it's it's the death total is up to eighteen, and one hundred and forty five are missing. So you know. I don't want to be that guy that says thoughts and prayers out to them and their families, but shit. Yeah, I mean, that's where your head's at, right? You can't even yeah. fathom the horror of the individuals that survived the initial collapse and have been there for however many days. Unfortunately, uh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not able to find a date here of when this actually started, but um, I'm, you know, I'm reading through these these quotes, and it's like almost impossible to read there there was a uh a police chief or a fire chief i think it was a fire chief uh said that his crews were working and they kept hearing this woman call out 
And they said they heard this female voice for several hours and eventually they just didn't hear her voice anymore. It's just like, fuck, man. Yeah. How can you, how can you even go through that process? Um, and I saw somewhere along the line that um, the guy, the guy who was inspecting it has been fired from his job. Um, and I'm curious if that person, I'm sure he's going to see legal action lawsuits at least, you know, something. Yeah. There's a federal investigation that was just announced today. Um, on, on the, with the whole collapse and even, uh, the national Institute of standards and technology are, which is the same institution, same governing body that, investigated 9-11 after it collapsed uh so they're going to do a full like technical investigation so mm-hmm. did um, i'm sorry how many people did you say were were still unaccounted for at least 145 um somebody made a point about that that they're going off of a roster of tenants and it it could be that some of those people aren't there, weren't there, haven't been there. But within a week, you don't think they've got confirmation from them or their family if they're alive? I don't know. I'm, I'm, as I'm saying these words, I'm thinking that very thing, <laughs> Al, and I, I, can't, I can't imagine that they're not um, yeah, confirming that information. And it's, you know, it's, there aren't very many times where, like, I can sit here and say, like, I am ashamed of one thing or another. Um, but this is shameful, man. This is not something that is supposed to happen on American soil. We, we do so much to make sure that if you burn your hand on public property because something is hitting the sun, the sun is hitting something too hot for too long of a time, everywhere in the country, we will either eliminate that thing or we will do something to mitigate it. I mean, we are the most coddled people for the best reasons, right? Like we see something happen, a tragedy happen, and we put in measures so that those tragedies don't take place again. This is the kind of shit that happens in third world countries where the infrastructure of whoever is making sure that a building that is built is supposed to stand is all corrupted. That doesn't happen here, or at least it shouldn't. And this kind of thing really, really, really makes me upset. A living metaphor almost for the things that we take part in every single day. This high rise is just one example of these countless things that we take for granted every day that allow our society to work and it's the reason we have inspections and it's the reason we check up on things and it's very easy to be somebody who does this inspection or approves this inspection or what have you to say oh it doesn't happen ever we'll just mm-hmm. you know let it go did you did you hear about like why it happened um vaguely the dude's name the engineer, the structural engineer that kind of like did this exam. His name is Frank Morabito. And um, he had warned in a 2018 report that he discovered major structural damage 
to a concrete slab that was below the pool deck on a section of the uh, like South Tower condominium building. Okay. And that that's that that basically, I guess, as I read on, it's like I, when you do that thing, when you put a pool in on like a rooftop, especially, you're supposed to slant the concrete underneath it with so that like there's if there's water that ever would leak or anything like that, there's a way for it to run off and not pool. Okay. Like so it can drain. You know what I mean? So it wasn't draining. It was they had done it flat, no angled. So. You know, as water just naturally goes through like a, any kind of a porous surface, or if there's ever tears or anything like that, like over time, this building was built in 1981, I believe it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it basically like that water deteriorated the concrete that was built. You know, holding made the main component of the structure, and that's why it collapsed because the concrete gave out. So he warned about this, and they had started to do repairs on it, but you know. At that point, it was too late, you know, too little, too late. Wow. Ticking time bomb, man, and you couldn't even hear it. And these, the crazy thing, like you're saying, like that shit shouldn't happen here. That's because this inspection was being done as a 40, like in Miami or it might be everywhere. You only have to do it after 40 years of the building being there. Oh, wow. You need to expe- inspect it for structural damage, which seems inc- insane when you have this many people living in it and in a humid, crazy climate like Miami. Jesus. I guess yeah. there was a letter sent to the residents just in April, um, and the, the president of the board of this condo complex, uh, her name is Jean Wadnicki, said that the damage, the one you were just talking about, the structural damage due to the water was unknown, but that their engineer said it would multiply exponentially over the years. So they're literally telling them, you guys are living in a deteriorating building. Yeah. And I guess there's like, you could see the damage in the garage um, just getting worse over time. Like tenants, like comment on it. You could see the freaking rebar. Yeah. I mean, you should never see rebar. That should mm-hmm. be very solidly unexposed inside of concrete as is its intention. Um, God bless. Yeah. And you got to ask, well, how many other buildings are out there that are like this? Yeah, right. It's got to be a lot. It's got to be a ton, dude. Just sitting in your fucking Miami condo and just everything falls down on top of you. Miami or anywhere, honestly, dude. Um, Just, oh my God. It's, it's, (laughs) Jesus, I'm looking at these pictures. It's unbelievable. Um, It's different if you're a... Like you're building a house on a cliff, right? Like if you build a house on a cliff in California, you will always be at risk for landslides. That's just the nature of the beast. Um, But this is not that, man. This isn't taking a risk. This is pure incompetence. Yeah. Pure incompetence. And um, I'm not holding my breath, but there should be there should be legal action taken. You should absolutely make an example out of somebody who is at least partially responsible for this so that you don't ever be this laissez-faire about something so obviously significant as a ton of people's lives. Yeah. No. Terrible. What a shitty show. 
Just so much despair. God Some, bless. Yeah. The NCAA was a shining, shining little light of, of happiness. But other than that, just sadness. Very much. Very much, man. <laughs> um, yeah, and not to beat a dead horse, but like you said, you, you can't you can't not read through these stories and just feel and, and hope. And if prayer is your thing, you know, pray for these people that don't know where their family members are right now um, and that are fearing and most likely expecting the worst. So definitely, definitely, definitely our, our hearts, hearts are, are going out to these folks. And once you say that prayer or send that positive vibration where you may send it, perk yourself back up with uh, a cup from our sponsors, our friends over at Gun Barrel Coffee. And you can also do some more good that way too. Uh, drinking a good smooth cup of coffee is a treat all by itself, but when it helps American heroes like veterans and first responders, the same responders and people that are showing up to clear rubble, you know, right now in Miami, Gun Barrel Coffee is proud to donate $1 from every item purchased to veterans and these first responder charities all across our country. Uh, any kind of coffee that you could want from them. If you're into medium blends, they got the Moab. If you like those double dark, you know, as black as can be, black as my soul. The Battleship Roast is delicious. Their CBD-infused blend. Uh, the Medic is great, and uh, they all even have a hot sauce now called the Big Guns, which is quite delicious. They offer 14 different blends and roasts, which you can get in whole bean ground or in single-serve pods. And right now, you can use promo code FNH10 to save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at GunBarrelCoffee.com. Gun Barrel Coffee damn good coffee damn good cause and that is our show today if you would like to reach us uh here's how twitter you can reach us follow us tweet us at friendship n h and as in nancy h as in i could think of a different a bunch of different examples what's the what's the actual code h i think it's houdini <laughs> h is in houdini oh, harry probably harry <laughs> Henry. You can follow us on Instagram at Friendship News Hour, and you can email us at bummerdude.media at gmail.com. That is bummerdude.media at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Bye.